Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, this morning, I'm pretty excited to give a message on some gifts. Uh, if, if, you, if you've been with us or you heard Mel talk, you know the next few months we're going to be going over spiritual gifts, right? And we're going to spend some time going through our spiritual gifts. And, and our heart is to help and encourage you guys not just to discover what your gifts are or what have maybe been brushed under the rug, but to encourage you to actually use them right? To, to edify the church, his bride, to actually go out and, and, and use what God has given you. And, and it's most likely that you don't just have one. You may think, oh, I know my gift. I'm good. More likely than not, you have two or maybe more uh, gifts, or maybe I believe God wants to give new gifts, right? God wants to develop and, and encourage us in the new gifts. So, uh, and, I, and I promise you that you will find when you start living out your gift, you will find uh, more enjoyment and fulfillment when we use our gifts to edify the church. Now, if you weren't here uh, last week, I want to mention like Bruce. Bruce did an awesome, amazing job just setting the stage uh, of this series and what's to come and, and, and the importance of it and, and what it looks, um, just setting the stage for upcoming sermons. And if you didn't, if you weren't here, I... Sorry, you kind of missed out, but good news is you can still listen to it. It's on our website. Um, you can go to YouTube. I went to YouTube, and you can just punch in Bruce Ginther, Spiritual Gifts, or Ephraim Design, and it pops up, and it's there. So I encourage you to go back and, and look at that. And this week, um, I want to try to tackle three spiritual gifts. My daughter has a spiritual gift of wondering. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... So three, three, three gifts I want to touch on today, and this is going to be, I believe, the only week that we're going to be actually covering three. So I want to get moving here. Um, first one, uh, the first gift I'd like to look at would be exhortation. Wow, you're such a good ex exhortationer, said no one ever, right? <laughs> like, like exhortation is a word that, that we don't use, right? We don't use much, but the Bible describes this as a spiritual gift in Romans 12.8. Some Bible versions, such as the NIV, the NLT, they use uh, encouragement, right? And some of the, maybe the older ones, like the New King James or the ASV or the ESV, will use um, exhortation. So, encouragement is a little bit more modern to our, our modern ears, right? More natural. Um, but exhortation is certainly, it's, it's a little different. Like, like, is there really a difference between encouragement and exhortation? I want to point out, um, exhortation definitely currently, or definitely uses, um, is encouragement. It's a big part of it, a big part of it, but it doesn't stop there. It takes the next, another step. Webster defines exhortation as language intended to incite and encourage. I like to say intended to ignite and encourage. It's taking the next step. Um, Exhort encouragement is grounded in kindness and hope. It, it, it strengthens others, right? It strengthens others to, um, in comfort and in confidence. And when, when we feel discouraged, 
Um, that's encouragement. Now, let's see if I can get this clicker working. I'm sorry. I forget. We're supposed to point it which way? Down. Right. Thank you. Exhortation, Romans 12, 8. Straight down. Yeah, there we go. So exhortation um, is similar to encouragement, but it goes a step further. Like I said, it inspires its listener into action, igniting it. And instead of offering like just a, a vague uh, platitude, um, exhortation speaks speci- specifically to someone's situation, then challenges them into doing the right thing. So encouragement or in, it also encourages uh, them up and forward in the right path. All right? That's exhortation. So not just encouraging, but then, then helping them step into that. It's just a little deeper than just encouragement. And this may be used in a group encounter like this, uh, but more often than not, it, it's used in a one-on-one, on a one-on-one, and, and it's, it meets a particular need of a particular person at a particular time in a particular place. A lot of particulars. (laughs) It's a special ability that God gives to certain members of the body of Christ to minister words of comfort, uh, consolation, encouragement, and counsel to other members of the body in such a way that they feel helped and healed. And a good biblical example of this, of exhortation, was Paul's associate Barnabas, who in, in Acts 4, 36, was, was called the son of encouragement. Right? Barnabas, and we're not talking about the one that, that got set free when Jesus was sent to go get crucified. This is another Barnabas. He was, he was one that, that kind of just took Paul under his wings when, when the other apostles didn't believe that he was truly converted right, from Saul to Paul. Barnabas also took, on, took, took another one under his wing. He, he, he took Mark. He picked him up when, when he was rejected, actually, by Paul. Right? And, if, and I, want, I want this to sink in. He had the gift of exhortation. I want this gift to sink in. Like, if it were not for, for Barnabas, potentially some, half of the New Testament would, would not be there. I mean, think about it. Barnabas, he, he did not necessarily write any that we're aware of. But, but Paul, he wrote like 13 epistles. Right? And Mark, he wrote a whole gospel. If it wasn't for the encouragement, if it wasn't for someone taking them, him under their wings and being like, hey, you can do this. Guys, this, is, this, this gift is crucial. It, it, it's, it's, it's huge. It's important. And if it, wasn't, if it wasn't for some of you guys encouraging me, uh, pushing me forward, I, I most likely wouldn't be up here. I wouldn't be involved with half the things that I am involved with. Your gifts will impact more than you know right? That's every gift, but I'm talking about exhortation here. Now, all Christians, they, of course, they have the role of caring for one another, right? Hebrews 3, 13 says, exhort one another. We're all called to do that. The, the lifestyle of a Christian, it, it should be to counsel, to share, to encourage one another uh, at all times, but over and above this rule, some have the special natural, the, the gift of counseling, exhortation, and the gift is not just for the church. This, this gift is not just for us to hoard here, but, but everywhere. Uh, when you're out and out of work, when, when you're with family, your gift is to be used. But yes, to be, to be used here, uh, this church family. And it helps the, the body become in good health. 
You know what else the body, the, the body, the, the people who are, um, you know what else gives good health to the body here? People that have the, the gift of helps. A good helper. This is found in 1 Corinthians 12, 28. I know Bruce kind of hit on some of these uh, last week setting the stage, but it reads, here are some of the parts of parts God has appointed for the church. First, the apostles. Second, the prophets. Third, the teachers. And those who do miracles. Those who have the gift of healing. Those who can help others. There it is. Those who can help others. Those who have gifts of leadership and those who are unknown languages. <clears throat> Just meaning you're a helper, right? And, 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 I, and I believe... I, I kind of mistaken this a little bit in the beginning. I believe a lot of people mistaken like helpers as, as servant, the gift of serving, which is found in Romans 12, 7, which is just, just jumping in there and, and doing what needs done, having a servant heart, just, just, just being there whenever you see a need, just jumping in and saying, you know what, no, I got this. Like, I'll, I'll help out wherever need be. That's that, and I'm not going to get too deep into that. That's as far as I'm going to go because that's going to be for another time. But instead of just jumping in there... Um, and doing whatever needs done, this gift, the gift of helps, the gifts of helps, whoops, yeah, there we go, sweet. Uh, the gift of helps is a gift uh, of investing their, their God-given talents into the life and ministry of other Christians, right? And coming alongside the others to increase the effectiveness of, a spiritual, of their spiritual gifts of others. A good example of this would be like uh, a secretary, um, how they come alongside someone um, and, and they, they allow the other person to do, to do what they were hired to do or what they were called to do or use the gifts they have and not get caught up in the other stuff, the, the weeds or, or other things. Very important, very important. <clears throat> but to take away some burden, or burden is maybe not the right word, take away some responsibilities or some things that, you, that a helper can do to lighten the load that other people can then utilize their gifts to the full capacity. Does that make sense? I was trying to explain this a little bit to my wife the other day. She asked, like, hey, what, what are you preaching on? And so I was going through it a little bit, and I was, like, I got, I was talking about helps, and a helper, it sounds funny saying helps, the gift of helps, but you know what I mean. And I was explaining how it's a difference between a servant and a helper and how crucial, crucial it is to have people that are willing just to help. And, um, and help other people in the church. And she's like, oh, like, and I was just explaining how important it is. And she was like, oh, you mean like a wife? <laughs> I was like, well, put it that way. I mean, I guess. Because <laughs> the fact is, I, I couldn't be doing half of what I do, honestly, if it wasn't for her. And it's actually, I wanted to mention, we're going through this book, um, this book here as, as a the leadership or the pastors, your spiritual gifts. And you'll hear me use some quotes out of this. If you ever want to read this, you can come see me, you can borrow it, or you can purchase it. Um, they're out there. So it's a really good book by, by Peter Wagner. You'll hear probably more about that, maybe in some other sermons. But we're using, we're using some stuff out of this book, some spiritual gifts out of this. So <clears throat> in there, he also mentions that, that uh, he couldn't be he, his his productivity would drop to 50% or lower if he didn't have a good helper, a secretary or whatever. It doesn't have to be a wife. It doesn't have to be a secretary. It's just someone that comes alongside and helps with the ministry that you're involved with or using your gifts. 
<clears throat> so I had to think, when I was thinking about that, I had to think about a, a, a truss as well, like a steel truss or a wood truss to a house. You know how, what, you know what a truss does? It, it, it's part of the roof. It's right underneath the roof. If, if it weren't for a truss, you wouldn't have a roof, right? You wouldn't be able to put a roof on, but yet the truss is unseen, right, from the outside. It's a little like the gift of helps. Typically, they, they work behind the scenes. Typically, they're doing the other stuff so, so that the person, uh, so that a person with another gift can be utilizing it to the full max, just like a roof. You wouldn't have a roof if you didn't have trusses. So the last one I'd like to touch on today is a gift of giving, like with the kids. You know how they were helping? They were helping. They saw a different, you know, they saw the all-star that could shoot hoops, but there were some obstacle courses, and, and they weren't allowed to cross a line or something, and they were helping, and they were encouraging, right? And, and also with giving, um, you heard some kids naturally in the beginning were like, hey, no, I want to give. And maybe, maybe because we're in the church and they're expecting that kind of answer. But, but I truly believe at a young age, God gives gifts. The gift of giving. Now, now, you can listen to hundreds of sermons. I mean, they're all over. Tons of sermons about giving and tithing. And, and I think it's very important. And, and there's actually many churches around that, that at least once a year teach, uh, preach on, on tithing. And and, and I believe it's because it's so, it's such a popular, it's, it's so needed because of our heart. One of the most popular verses concerning this, Matthew 6, 21, says, For where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Right? It's a pretty serious verse. And, and, and if we're not careful what we put or where we put our, our treasure, or what we put our treasure in, like our heart could be at the wrong place right? And every Christian, I'm not going to get too, yeah, every Christian is called to give, right? Part of, part of his or her, her income. Uh, Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians 9, 7 says, you much, you must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Very familiar. The Bible, the Bible goes on, you know, we ought to be cheerful, but it also mentions um, many areas about tithing, which, is, which means literally 10%. And I'm not going to get into um, all that today. Um, that might be for another time with the nitty and gritty. But, but the gift of giving, the gift of giving doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't like worry about, oh, am I supposed to give 10% of my, my net or my gross? It doesn't like think about, oh man, like I, I just got some monetary gift given to me and should I, should I tithe off that or not? The gift of giving doesn't necessarily like, oh man, I'm having a rough week or, or this month has been really tight. I, it's okay if we just give eight or 9%. No, the gift of giving is, is, when some, is, is when someone is just cheerfully giving and willing to give no matter what. Is when someone comes with a need or something, they're, they're the ones in the, usually first, they're like, hey, what can I do? What can I give? Right? We're all called to give, but it comes maybe a little more naturally to some people. And, I, and it's so cool because, and I'm sure you guys are aware of this, but did you guys know that, that money is, is the only area in the Bible that Jesus says, test me in. Test me. Give. Test me and see if I, if I won't pour out 
open up the heavens and bless you. Malachi 3.10 is where that's found. Giving is, in fact, part of the Christian rule. And I don't believe there's any exceptions that I'm aware of. Right? Whether you're, whether you're rich or poor Christian, whether, whether, whether you're, a, you're a newlywed with high, in, with high expenses, low income, or, or you're, you're maybe a more mature empty nester with, with a, a bigger goose egg, so to speak, we're all called to, to give alongside each other. And a more mature Christian, listen to this, a more mature Christian would ask, um, how much money do I give? Right? A mature Christian, uh, sorry, a, a mature Christian without the gift of giving, so to speak, might ask, how much money do I give? While a mature Christian with the gift of giving would ask quicker, you know, how much, how much, this way, Sorry, how much money, how much of God's money do I keep? Does that make sense? See the difference? Like the mindset of, you know, it's God's money. And, and I, and, and I want to give. I want to give freely. I read uh, about a businessman that, that gave 90% of his income early on throughout his whole life. 90%. Lived on 10% of his income. And, and you know what? They never lacked anything, he said. Him and his wife, they never lacked anything. And you may say, oh, well, his 10% is probably bigger than my 100%. Well, that's besides the point, right? He had a giving heart. He gave 90%. He had a giving heart, and he wanted to use his gift. Are we using our gifts? If it's a gift of giving, are we giving to our full capacity what God desires us to give, to utilize that gift? Because I truly believe that God wants to bless us for using our gifts, guys. No matter what it is. I was, I had to think about all the benefits. Um, just going through these gifts. I, it was just, just meditating on, on all the benefits that God wants to do. And, and the blessing he wants to give us for living out our gifts. Right? And, and it's quite remarkable how he designed the church for, for us to how it works for us to use our gifts and, and to bless others and how it just functions. And, and just on Friday, I was actually downstairs talking with Bruce a little bit about this, this series. And, and he happened to mention, I thought it was so good. He just said, you know, we don't, we don't want to just discover, we don't want you guys to just discover your gifts, right? We want to encourage you. We, um, we want, we want to encourage you guys to walk it out pretty much. We want you to walk it out. Maybe some of you guys need a little bit of a push. Maybe some of you guys need a shove. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? But maybe you guys, maybe some of you guys know your gifts or are using your gifts. You just need a little bit of encouragement to keep utilizing that for the body. Keep doing it. Some, uh, we're not trying to harp on anyone um, through this series saying, oh, you're not using your gifts. Like, I think you guys, I think our church, this body, does, does good. I believe we can do better. I believe we can do better. And I believe God wants to pour out new gifts for our church. <clears throat> We do hope that everyone takes this, this uh, I don't even know if we mentioned or not yet. I, I apologize. We, at the end of this series, we might do like a little spiritual gift uh, test assessment thing. It's really not hard or, or whatever. And it's, it's to help us discover uh, what, what gifts maybe you have and, and to confirm maybe some things that you have. And, and, and I don't want anyone to be worried about that kind of thing where it's like, oh, man, like, 
<clears throat> I don't, I don't, what, what if I get a gift that I'm not comfortable with? What if I get a, if, if I actually have a gift that, that uh, is, is like out of my comfort zone or whatever? Well, that's okay. But, and I am a firm believer of, of God not necessarily just uh, calling the equipped, but equipping the called. But I love how Bruce said it uh, last week, that <clears throat> how he, you know, God is going to give you is not necessarily going to just give you something that's far out there in left field that you're not familiar with. Like, what are your desires? What are things that you, <clears throat> you, you enjoy doing? What do you find fulfillment in? What are things that you're good at? These are most likely the natural gifts that God has given you, and he wants you to utilize them for the body, for his bride. <clears throat> so I don't want you guys to worry about that. These are the things that God naturally has given you. Now, now some, some of you guys maybe aren't practicing your gifts. Maybe, maybe there are some, some of us that maybe are very good at, at not using our gifts, very good at, at hiding, at, at getting out of using our gifts, right? But that's what they are, gifts. What do you do with gifts? You give them out, right? And it's more blessed to give than receive, right? That's what the Bible says. Huh, think about that. Like, it's interesting how he gives us all gifts to, to, that he wants us to use on and give to others, right? Use for this body, to give away, to use. Hmm. There are blessings that come when we are obedient with using our gifts. There are blessings that come when we are obedient with using our gifts. You guys ever look at your big toe? <laughs> kind of weird. Like, like if you think about like your big toe, like you ever look at it, like it's kind of like weird. It's kind of funky looking, maybe a little big, odd, a little different shape. Maybe it's just mine. I don't know. That's why I wear shoes. But your big toe, like you don't look at it too often. You don't, you don't look in the mirror and like, oh, there's my toe, right? I think that's why, because it's kind of a smaller part of our body, right? You don't see that all the time. It's sometimes it's covered, it's behind the scenes, so to speak. But yet, did you guys know it's a crucial part of our body? Crucial. It helps us balance, right? It helps us balance. And if it wasn't for <clears throat> that big toe, we wouldn't be able to run the same, right? We, we wouldn't function quite the same that we were designed to, Right? Your gift matters. Your gift matters. You may think, oh, I just got a small gift. It doesn't matter that much. No, you matter. You matter. You are missed when your gifts are not being used. Not, guys, you're missed. Got a $10 bill here, right? Can I, can I pick this up with my hair? <laughs> Some of the kids are raising their hands. <laughs> if you were here last week, you would, uh, I can't do that. Guys, guys, sorry. I can't, I can't call you up like Bruce did that one. Um, I can't steal his, but I could use a 20, I guess. Could do that. <laughs> That'd be different. <laughs> no, but can't, you can't, you see what I'm saying? You can't, like he said, you can't, the hair can't pick up. You got to use your hands. If you, if you didn't get that, you've got to watch last week's. So um, our body needs every gift use, being used into function in order to function the way that it was intended. Guys, you matter. 
Can I leave you with the last couple of thoughts? So as a, as a pastor of children and youth, I can't help but I need to bring this into it for sure. That you are not too young to discover your gifts. You're not too young, right? Kids, you're, you're not a children's church, you're not a toddler's church. I want you to listen up. Parents, you too. You're not too young to have and discover your gifts. I believe God gives us gifts. We just talked about that at prayer meeting Sunday, yesterday morning. Someone mentioned, it's like, man, I, I just truly believe that God gives, gives kids gifts. And he does. And we, can, we, can, we want to help grow them into the gifts. Because this, this is some of our future generation to, to, to continue living out Christ. Right? And just as we look at kids um, for more natural things like, hey, they, they, like, like athletics, for smarts, for, for arts, or, or musicians, or musically inclined. Like, you look for those things, and you try to grow them in that, right? You encourage them. Same way, why are we not encouraging our kids at a young age with their, their God-given gifts that are in the Bible? Right? So that we encourage them at a young age to do this so it's more natural when they become older, older right? With sports and stuff. And, and these, are, these are some of the reasons why, like, when I'm at the kitchen table um, for dinner, like, I encourage my kids to, to pray sometimes so, they're, so they feel more comfortable praying out loud, right? Or, or that's why I, I lift Brody up in the, the offering boxes back there to put 10 pennies in or something when he receives a dollar. You know, that's why I remind kids in children's church that sharing is caring, Right? Or in youth group, that, that we can't expect to have a close relationship with God and be fired up for him if we're not spending time with him, right? That's why I encourage everyone to be bold for Christ now because it will help us be bold for him later when it's not so easy, maybe. And maybe there are some kids here that have the gift of evangelism, right, or something, and, and we don't allow them or give them opportunities to practice that. But yet we try so hard, we try so hard for our kids to be the all-star in the sports team, right? We practice and practice and we, we, we encourage them and we, we lift them up in that. We want to see them succeed in that, right? When, 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 when really God wants us to be the all-star for, for him as well with the gifts that he has given. And he's given us gifts to be athletic or other things, musicians or whatever. But other, other God-given gifts for him? Are we striving to do our best in that? Or encouraging our kids in that, where they, where they can find true satisfaction and, and enjoyment, right? And, and I feel like I've harped on this before. Guys, I'm not trying to condemn anyone. I'm a big fan of sports. I mean, I, I get it. Like, I, I love watching it. I love, I love playing it. But I'm just trying to help us see that God, God takes these spiritual gifts seriously. And I believe he wants us to, too. For us to start encouraging um, at a young age. Encouraging us to, for, for our toe to function the way it was supposed to, right? Instead of shooting ourselves in the foot by not encouraging and not building our kids up in the gifts. Right? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Any yeses? Yeah, good, good. <laughs> like... You know, we can't expect, just to reiterate that, like we can't expect a, a, a dad, a father, or someone, a grown man or something to, to pick up a basketball for the first time, maybe 
maybe, and be able to like make a shot, right? His, like maybe growing up, he only shot like one or two at a basketball net ever. Like he, this is the second time he ever picked up a ball. I mean, he might be like, what do you, what do, you do? You know what I mean? Like he, he's like, you know, but that doesn't mean, you know, all throughout his life, if he wasn't practicing, he's going to be like, how do you do this exactly, right? And it's going to be awkward. It's going to be tough. But, but at a young age, if he was practicing, if he was like Javian or something, or, or Callum or many other athletic kids here that are like, they're, they're playing all the time right now, man, he would just be like almost blindfolded, throw it in there, and he would have made it. He would have made it. But I'm just saying, like, it, it's, it's like we expect them to, like, all of a sudden when they're older, be like, here's your gift, like, do it, like, do it to the best of your ability, and we're called to do that, but, like, we expect them to be perfect in it. No, it takes practice. And I, we want to encourage you guys, don't be afraid of failure. Don't be afraid of messing up a little bit or whatever. We want to help. We, want, we just want you guys to, to practice in this and encourage your kids. Try it again. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to miss twice. <laughs> Ran out of balls. So you see the parallel here? Um, one more thing. Think of, think of a public school. Think of a public school and, and, um, and how everybody working there has their gifts and their responsibilities, right? And say one day this, the, the cafeteria lady or, or man, whoever, the cafeteria person says, you know what, today, I'm not going to do that. I want to be a math teacher. So, he, so they, they go and they, they, they're like, I'm just going to be a math teacher. And they go and they try to teach math. Well, that, that's okay to learn new things and whatnot, but now there's a void the people, all the kids are suffering because they're not eating lunch, right? They won't suffer maybe one day. But, like, but they're, they're, they're suffering because everyone suffers from that because of one person saying, you know what, I'm not going to use my, my gift there. And maybe, maybe the, the health teacher steps up and they have a servant heart. And they're like, you know what, I'll do it today. I'll, I'll cover. But nobody wants that, right? I mean, it wouldn't be as tasty, I'm sure. <laughs> but, but really, guys, like when, when someone steps out and... and and says, you know, I'm not going to use my gift. The whole body can suffer. When we choose to hide our gifts and not use them, not to grow in them, not to strengthen, there's a void. And the whole body can suffer. And then, guys, again, I don't share this to, to put anyone down. No, 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 no. That is not at all the intent. My, my, my heart is to encourage you guys for us to be active, alive, a part of this body, this family right? You, <clears throat> to practice and enjoy using our gifts. It's exciting. It's fulfilling. And when we walk out using the gifts that God has given us and God desires to give us, when we use that, God uses it to edify his bride, the church. So I want to encourage us to, to work together, right? To work towards discovering and using our gifts. And once we do that, let's, let's just Let's watch and see what God's going to do. I truly believe God desires to do some awesome things through our gifts. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. So God, I, I, I thank you for this word, this encouragement in my heart for me to push forward, to use my gift to what you have called me to do. And God, it doesn't make us perfect just by using it. But as we practice, as we, as we walk through life, as we, we discover and we, we try to walk out our gifts that you have given us, Lord, I pray that you would fill us, not just with excitement, 
you would fill us with your joy and your peace. Everyone here, I just pray over an understanding and we may be trying to use gifts that you haven't given us and help us be okay with not walking, trying to force through those. But to actually utilize and be involved with where you're calling us to be. Help us not to be scared about this stuff, but to look to you and, and, and be excited to be used by you because I know wholeheartedly you desire to use everybody here. Whether that's behind the scenes or in front of the scenes, big or small, it, it all matters. It all matters. So as we go through these series, this series of spiritual gifts, I pray that you would do the work, that we wouldn't force it. God, that you would show up in a way that, that's so tangible. You would show up in a way that we can't explain it, that we would be encouraged to just, again, walk out our gifts use them for, for others, to give them away. And I know, and I ask for your blessing. And I know you desire to pour out your blessing when we use them. Thanks again, Lord, for what you're going to do ahead of time. And everyone said, amen.